What is up, people? You are listening into New Generation Hero Talk. I am your host, EJ Stu. We have plenty to get to on this episode, a Marvel-centric episode. We'll be talking about Ant-Man the Wasp. We are a week removed from the open. Now we're in the second week of box office numbers. Not too great for Marvel. We'll talk about the big drop we saw in the box office numbers for that film. We'll also talk about some interesting comments from Hugh Jackman regarding what will be happening with his Wolverine character in Deadpool 3. Some details on X-Men 97, a, a program we have not talked about in a while, but it sounds like it could be on track to come out later this year. And what is happening with Marvel's casting for the Fantastic Four? There's a rumor out there regarding how they're approaching the Sue Storm casting for that movie. So, plans to get to on this episode should be a good one. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Sham, what's happening, man? Ugh, not much, man. Just, um, you know, in, in terms of... Um Kind of the hero side of things, still, I guess, coming off this Ant-Man Quantumania movie, um, you know, kind of kind of came and went very quickly, um, which I'm sure we'll we'll get into uh, when we talk about the box office. Um, but yeah, not much going on, man. Just just uh, I guess want, uh, waiting for the next thing, the next uh, Marvel thing we're gonna get. Um, and there's a lot of Star Wars stuff coming up as well. Uh, shout out to Imperial Broadcast. All of you guys, check check out our next show for that. It's going to be good. We got the Mandalorian coming out, but uh, yes, but yeah, that's kind of what's what's going on with me. Yeah, make make sure you guys make sure you stay on the channel, subscribe to the channel because uh, you got Imperial Broadcast doing these uh, Mandalorian reviews, so that's going to be popping. So yeah, definitely looking forward to checking that out. Uh, Kendall Stewart joins us as well. Kendall, what's up, man? We look forward to talk about today. Man, I know people are probably sick of us uh, talking about the, uh, I wouldn't even say talking is the right word, I'd probably say whining, about the Fantastic Four. Uh, we'll be doing more of that later today, uh, talking more about the Fantastic Four and uh, the fact that we haven't seen it yet or seen anything about it yet, uh, despite uh, there being, or other than, I should say, uh, through uh, the grapevine, other through other than through rumors and speculation and leaks or however you want to call it uh so we'll be doing more speculating on the fantastic four movie which is always the fun time of the show uh i don't know it's like one of those things where we got to have like a a count of uh zero shows since we've talked about fantastic four or (laughs) x-men right right now (laughs) but it's the only thing to talk about when it comes to marvel uh you know and we'll we might wind up talking about it pretty soon but uh but yeah i'm always excited to talk about that um, and just Marvel's direction in general. It's always a fun conversation. Yeah, if you guys got a bingo card, you guys will be able to strike gold probably between X-Men, Wolverine, and Fantastic Four. A lot of that stuff happened on this episode of New Generation Hero. So, so let's get right to it. So let's begin with those Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, box office numbers. So Marvel seems to be facing the ramifications of a subpar critical response to Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania at the box office. The movie saw a 69% drop in North American earnings uh, at the box office this past weekend, its second week in theaters. But Marvel's reportedly not too concerned. According to Deadline, an insider linked to the studio said, quote, I can say we're incredibly proud of this film. Jonathan Majors does a fantastic job as Kang. It's the movie we wanted to make. Box office is what it is, but it's not going to stop people from going back to the theater. So kind of an interesting response there, Marvel giving uh, to the box office drop. This is, the again, the worst box office drop Marvel has seen 
in its history of dropping Marvel movies. The last one to have a drop this bad was Black Adam, excuse me, Black Widow, uh, which came out uh, that had a 67% drop after its first week. But mind you, that was in kind of the heat of the pandemic where we just recently had gotten vaccines. So definitely a, a different time period compared to where we are now. So I'll talk to the sham first. I'm interested in your response to their response. Should Marvel be concerned about this box office drop off they saw in North America for Ant Man the Wasp Quantumania? Should they be concerned about that response? Um So that's that's kind of an interesting that's, I feel like this. that's kind of an interesting thing. I, so I would say, I feel like you can kind of approach this from, from kind of several different angles. Looking at this as an Ant-Man movie, um, I mean, because, I mean, that's that's what it is, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Just the title alone isn't, isn't going to, it's not Captain America, right? It's not like, ooh, well, okay, maybe I should, you know, check this out. No, it's Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So look at this as an Ant-Man movie. Um, just on the face of it, no. I would say it's not something where Marvel's this is this, I wouldn't say this is the thing. Excuse me. Where Marvel's got to be like kind of biting their nails and wondering, you know, what is you know, what's our future? Is it is it secure or you know, are we going to be okay or any of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, right? Um like Kang was there I mean, I I agree with what they said. I thought Kang was great. You know, I thought it was a good movie and you know, like, I don't think this is this is a movie that's going to, like, be referenced frequently talking about how Marvel is flopping, right? I don't think this is the movie um, that will be referenced, movie or show. Um, so, no. I, I, so, yeah. Or, yes. I guess I, I guess you could say I would agree with them in that regard. Um, on the flip side, I think is this the movie to change the tide of Marvel or, or to, to like, you know, quote unquote, bring them back from the, the kind of downward slope, but it's a step in the right direction, but it is, this didn't bring them back necessarily, so to speak to where I'm like, Oh, now, now I'm like getting out of my seat, getting excited for the next thing. This didn't, didn't necessarily do that. Kang is great. I'm looking forward to seeing him again. Um, but this didn't necessarily do that. So, I agree with what they're saying, but I don't think they're, like, in the clear, you know, and just to kind of reference Kendall's Fantastic Four mutants counter that he mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, I'm going to bring I'm gonna bring it up right now. I mean, like, we all know what's going to what's gonna get people out of their seats like that. Yeah. It's going to be Wolverine. It's going to be Professor X. It's going to be Reed Richards, the aerospace engineer. Like, <laughs> Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom. You know, uh, you know, that's those are the things. That are going to get people to go. Oh, okay. Now, now I really have to go to the theater. So, and they opened Pandora's box when they referenced those things, and then decided not to come up, come, not to have them come out for like four or five years. So, it is what it is. Um, but, um, but no, but I, but I don't think this is the thing to make them worry. I think that I, I agree with their comment. Okay, so I mean, I know Shamari did like quantumania i think the most out of all of us but still he's been the most critical of marvel so shamari saying that you know he thinks marvel is taking the right approach not to panic or be concerned about this a uh, big box office drop kendall where do you see it do you feel like marvel should be concerned um 
So I, I, I want to peel the onion a little bit, peel, peel the layers on the onion a little bit, because when you look at like the context of this, you know, it's an, it's an insider link to link to Marvel, probably somebody they're saying we, so I'm assuming somebody that works within yeah. Marvel or Marvel studios, uh, or even Disney. Um, let's say somebody that works in Marvel studios, that is, uh, you know, just somebody, a creative person, maybe not directly, directly tied, but just, you know, works for Marvel studios. Uh, I'm sure they look at this. I'm sure they are proud of the movie. It's not a terrible movie. It's, it's like, you know, working for a basketball team, you know, and, or a baseball team, I think is a good example. It's like working for a baseball team and, you know, uh, you're, uh, you're an assistant coach or something, some sort of support and your, your team makes the playoffs, you know, but you don't sell tickets, you know, and your team didn't break even you, you, you spent a month, you spent so much money in the, in, in, in payroll, uh, you you ended up bleeding money, and you're at the end of the day, and your team gets bounced in the first round of the playoffs. You're gonna be like, look, I mean, I you know I thought the manager did a, did a good job, you know, or you know our players had a, had a great. Are you trying season. to describe? They're trying to describe the New York Mets, Kendall. It might it probably be New York Mets. You know, I don't know if Steve Cohen was bleeding money, but a lot of that felt a little it felt a little too close to home for me, Kendall. I gotta be honest, as a Mets right. fan on this podcast. And exactly, and, and and Mets fans might be frustrated with the product. Uh, you know, Mets coaching staff in front office probably not as frustrated with the with the product, but ownership is the one that is going to be like, look, we're not making the money and we're not getting the returns that we want. We either want to win championships or make money. When you're not doing those two, <laughs> those are going to be you're going to upset you're going to upset those guys. And so when I look at Marvel Studios, I'm sure Marvel Insider guy probably isn't that d- disturbed by this outcome because like. All right, yeah, we didn't make the kind of money we were hoping to make on this movie, and yeah, it probably didn't get the credit response that we were hoping for. But at the end of the day, it's a movie we we're proud of. Jonathan Major did a good job of setting up something long term. We'll be fine, you know. But like, if you're Bob Iger, you know, are you looking at this and being like, this was not a win, you know? Like, I'm not happy about this. I, I wish that this movie would have made more money. I wish that this movie, if it wasn't going to make money, I wish that people at least would have liked it, you know, or loved it. And thought it was a great movie. When you don't do one of the two, I think that from a more holistic standpoint, Marvel, you know, probably should should feel the concern. Uh, it's not imminent, but when you start to when you, these start to stack up, these losses, quote unquote, start to stack up, then it becomes more of a concern. Um, so, point being is that I understand why this guy's not concerned because this doesn't affect him right now. Um, if they were in a more dire situation where they needed a win uh, immediately for the brand, um, then yeah, I think he, you know, this person would probably be a little bit more, uh, you know, on edge. But, um, but when it comes to, you know, but when it comes to Marvel's, you know, Kevin Feige, for example, who's somebody who's a little bit more at the head of at the, at the helm of everything. Uh, I think Kevin Feige should be a little bit more concerned about this. Uh, it's not the end of the world, but um, it's becoming a pattern that the, the the places where you're supposed to be making your money, like you're not making, you're not capitalizing, you're not optimizing, I should say it's a better word. You're not optimizing on the amounts of money you should be able to make in the box office or through the box office and in the movie theaters. You are, uh, you're just getting by in a lot of cases Recently, I mean, obviously, Spider-Man No Way Home uh, was epic. 
and 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 made all the money that you could have hoped for and probably would have made more uh you know had to come out four years ago but like you know you haven't and that's sony so it's not really helping you in the financial <laughs> part of it you know you're, you're i'm sure they made some money off of it but you didn't make the same amount of money you made obviously with avengers so like if you're talking financially you're talking critic response like they've been they've been middle of the pack and your next movie's coming up none of them appear to be movies that are gonna be blockbuster box office hits yeah i'm sure guardians will make a good amount of money but it's a trilogy of a franchise that's you know not as hot as it, as it was you know three years ago and and then you got the marvels sequel to a movie that wasn't that hot you know the first time it came out like marvel's in a weird spot you know when you're projecting where's the money coming from i i think the disney plus stuff we talked about it before will be fine you know secret invasion i think will be great loki i'm sure will be great what a season two will be exciting but you ain't making the money off of those things you know like it's and that's that's what's got to be concerning for yeah it's funny i i think that i think that was very kind of like a eloquent and smart way to approach this this quote Kendall because you got to approach it from the who is this person saying that and explaining why they may feel this way and why this may not necessarily reflect the entire studio or maybe the most important names at the studio because I think that's true I, I would be very surprised if like Bob Iger said this I'd even be a little surprised I wouldn't be shocked but I'd be a little surprised this came from Kevin Feige because this person seems completely unaffected by the fact that so many people didn't go to see Ant Man the Wasp in the there, There's a week. quote that says box office is what it is. That's just I no just way. Can't, that, I can't imagine Kevin Feige saying word, those words in that sentence. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like box office is what it is. Just I, I don't know. It's someone whose whole career is you know connected to how much the money gets made at the box office. Yeah, it's like, did you work on the movie? Yeah, to I mean, speak box so callously. Kind of the reason you do. That. Yeah, this almost That's this, a creative would say. I was about to say this feels very much like a creative attitude. And I'll be honest, like I, I would say, Kendall may be right that like who this is may kind of impact how important this sentiment is. But I'm and he, I think he makes a very good point with that. But I'm still gonna push back and say that this is concerning to me that they feel this way. Not necessarily that it's concerning that the box office drop off happened. I think that that's going to happen when you have a movie that has a lot of hype that then doesn't meet the expectations of critics and a lot of fans. We saw that with BVS. We've seen that with several movies. Like, it's not a movie that I think for a lot of people, I'm probably going to want to see it again, but though I, I'm not, it's not necessarily on my calendar. But, like, it's not a movie that has necessarily the, like, greatest, um, like, replay value for a lot of people. I think a lot of people saw that and said, all right, that was kind of weird, and then moved on. They said, okay, that was fine, and then he just moved on. It doesn't have, like, the I need to go see that movie again feel. So uh, that's just going to happen. I think that it's, I know this is the worst drop they've had, but... It's also the second worst critical response they've had. So I think that it kind of coincides with that. I don't know if it means any more or less than just the numbers being the numbers. But what I will say is why I'm a little frustrated with this response is I I feel like we're getting too much of this from Marvel, quite frankly. This attitude of, well, we liked what we did, so, like, whatever. And I'm sorry, that's just not good enough, man. Like, I, I like I'm all for creative license. I'm all for creative opportunity but not at the expense of the people who are actually consuming your content completely like i like there's got to be some kind of balance this kind of disregard for well people will show up to the box office for the next marvel movie we do it's just so much of like it's just too much of a callous response for me to kind of take sitting down like 
I think this statement is kind of nuts. Like, I agree that Jonathan Majors was great. And I'm sure you were proud of that film. But I think there's a better way to approach it when you ask why are no, why is no one going back to see your movie than just, well, it is what it is. And people will go back to the next Marvel movie. Like, no, a lot of things were riding on this Marvel movie. Like, there was a lot of hope that people who were upset with what happened with Phase 4 were going to be satisfied with the start of Phase 5 and this being the start of it. And now you see, you know, again, it's not like it's everybody. The audience response on Rotten Tomatoes is pretty solid. Um, I think that the fans like this movie more than the critics for sure. But there are a lot of fans who thought this movie was not that great or was kind of mid. And I, I, I think we get too much of this from them, whether it's Ralph Boner whether it's some of these other movies they did, a lot of it's just like, well, we liked what we did, and this is what we wanted to do, so whatever. And it's like, come on, man. Like, Are you guys now just doing it solely for yourself, or are you doing it to try to you know, do something to give the fans something they can be proud of? Like, I, Honestly, I feel like Marvel Comics sometimes has gotten into this game as well. Like A lot of Spider-Man fans, I don't know if you guys saw it last week, but they had a comic book where they're trying to push the Spider-Man and Black Cat romance, which I'm I'm cool with. I, I actually do want to see them push that. That's fine. They've been very much held bent on trying to trying to push away the Peter Parker Mary Jane uh, romance for years. This is now like a 15 year project we've seen where they kind of tried to distance those two individuals in the Marvel universe. And there was a recent comic where like Peter Parker is trying to explain like how he's fallen out of love with Mary Jane, and he's explained that he sees Mary Jane almost as a sister now. And it's like, to me, that's just a little, it becomes a point where it's almost a little insulting. Like, I mean, you could maybe not like that relationship, but for a lot of people, a lot of fans who are invested in Spider-Man, like, they love that relationship, and they love Mary Jane and Peter together. You want to move them on to another woman, that's fine, but then to to have that character kind of retcon his own feelings for Mary Jane and compare it to being a sister is insane. And I know this, the comics, obviously, are a totally different department than the Marvel Studios, but sometimes when it comes to some of this stuff Marvel does and their attitude when they don't get the response that they want, it feels very reminiscent. It feels like, well, we, we want to do this. This is what I've always wanted to do. So, like, you guys just got to, like, put up with it. And, look, I'm the sucker that's going to show up every time Marvel does a movie, so maybe it just doesn't matter. Maybe they will just defeat whatever, you know, the claims of superhero fatigue that's out there. But it just sucks. I just think that's a sucky way to respond to any kind of criticism is, well, we did what we wanted to do, and, you know, it is what it is. Marvel's living off a lot of legacy, man. And I, I it's, it sounds harsh, because there are just a lot of people that love this stuff and will, you know, love anything they do just because it's Marvel um, or just continue to go back. I mean, shoot, I'll continue to go back to every movie they, they, come, they put out, yeah. no matter if I'm excited about it or not. Because it's Marvel Studios. Um, even if I didn't do this show, I go to every single movie they come out Same. with. Uh, you know, DC's a little bit more, uh, you know, on the fence. But I'm a see Shazam. I'm not super excited to see it, but I'll see it. Yeah, even though that clown um, like Levy, every time he opens his mouth, puts his foot in. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm still gonna yeah, see it. One hundred percent. But no, dude. I mean, I mean, like, look, I've made the comparison. I make the comparison all the time on this show that these movie studios are a lot like. Uh, run a lot like sports franchises and you know you read this quote as like the trainer for the golden state warriors that's like yeah you know look i know you know we're spending a lot in the luxury tax and uh you know i know we're the a seed right now in the west but you know we're really happy about the way we've played this season you know i think we some of the young guys 
shown a lot, you know, and we have won a lot of championships. It's the same thing. You yeah, know, the luxury yeah. tax is a luxury tax. Yeah, of course that guy doesn't care. But because he's not paying the money. And yeah. he's not he's not in communication with the guy who's paying the money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that 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 money means nothing to equipment guy on the Warriors. He he just wants to win. He's like, Yeah, you know, I think, you know, Jordan Poole's been great this year. So yeah, like I I don't think that whoever's saying this is 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 in with reality. Um, they don't care what the fans think. <laughs> they don't care about the amount of money they make. They just, like you say, they just personally are going to be excited about what they make. Uh, if, it, if and I'm sure, like if this was a complete mess, which it wasn't. You know, we saw the movie; it wasn't a complete mess. I don't think the production of it was a complete mess. Could have been better for sure, I would imagine. But like, if this were, I don't know, Morbius, or this was like X Men: Dark Phoenix, or something like on a on a much worse scale. I don't, these quotes aren't coming out. Like you're not hearing an insider from the studio being like, "Yeah, we loved Fantastic Four, you know, 2015." You know, <laughs> I don't know why they, nobody else liked it. Like everything we heard out of that movie, you know, on the record from people, <laughs> you know, the, the director himself was like, "Yeah, it, this would have been a great movie," but you know, unfortunately, it stunk because of the studio. Like, so we're not getting that, but still a little bit. I don't want to call it tone deaf. That's a little harsh, but it's, you know. A little in La La Land, if you're if you're gonna say, you know, everything's fine here. I just really hope that they start to continue to understand that you cannot just make movies purely in your own echo chamber of what you think is funny or good or whatever. Like you have to think about what fans are clamoring for and what they want to see. That has to come somewhat into the conversation. And when we talk about the fact that we're not getting all these anything mm-hmm. regarding X Men and Fantastic Four and like, you could have the best plan in your head, but I just, th- there is a part of me that just looks at how they move and, and just wonders, like, it, it, it's it's honestly, it's in some ways, I used to say this stuff with Zack Snyder when he was running the DC stuff, was, it was, it was almost the exact same thing, and we did YouTube videos where I mentioned, I said the same thing, where it's like, you can't just think, oh, I have this great story in my head that I love, and I have this concept of what I think is good, and, like, that's all I care about, like, Everybody's going to have their own tint of how these movies and shows and any kind of creative should be done. But to do that without any regard for the larger fans is silly. And look, a lot of people who were excited to see this movie watched it and said, I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel about that. And didn't tell enough people who were maybe interested or maybe were on the fence about going that they should. And that should concern people. The idea that that just doesn't is ludicrous to me and and that's that's what's uh, a little unfortunate yeah yeah i mean it's i i mean i agree with what you guys are saying it is it kind of goes along with what we've been saying i mean it's just and i know this this person that that said this um i agree with you guys is definitely a creative not someone that's at a level where they would be there where they would need to be concerned about <laughs> the box office um and and I, I it, 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 there needs to be a balance okay you can't just you can't be a robot that's just like what is the trend what do people want what is what is the thing that's you know what's the new what's the hottest thing the pop like no of course make do something creative do something innovative but you know also listen to what the also listen to what the fans are saying right you you know they like your stuff and and what kind of stuff do they like you know do they like the stuff that we've been doing lately 
do they want to see any changes? Um, and they have to be flexible. I don't know how how set they are with the with with their plan with what their pl- current plan is, but they need to be flexible. They need to be willing to change. If their plan is just to give us more She-Hulky, um, you know, uh, uh, you know the type of stuff, stuff that's like kind of kind of jokey, not that serious or trolly kind of stuff. Then you got to change that. Um, you give us more things like um, like uh, Shang Chi, which was well, very well received. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, Falcon and, and, and the Winter Soldier was serious. Falcon and yep. Winter Soldier, things that re- things that you've done even recently that were well received. Stuff that people like. Yes, yeah, give us more of this. This was great. You know, so they got to they they really need to listen to their fans more. I agree with you guys. They uh man, someone dropped a a, a, a thing on Twitter uh, yesterday or a couple of days ago. Maybe, it actually might have been today. I don't know. I've been working so much the last few days that I like don't even know what day it is. It could have been today. I don't know when, but someone posted a clip from Falcon and Winter Soldier of that scene where you know um, where U.S. agent um, at this point the new Captain America you know kills that guy after a Battlestar. Um, that's yep. the name, right? Battlestar. I forgot. His name. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like after Battlestar uh, uh, gets killed. And like it is just like the score, the shooting, yep. the acting from Wyatt Russell, like it is so top notch. And I tweeted, I said, look, like in some ways, like seeing this from Marvel gives you confidence that someone yep. like maybe you know Daredevil, they can do that fine. Like it's not like the one thing I want to like dispel is it isn't the thing that oh everything Marvel's done in Phase Four was just whack. Like that's absolutely not the case. There were right. a lot of really awesome moments. So we know that they can do good stuff. Again, I just hope that they understand that it can't just be you trying to please everyone in the Atlanta Swift shop. That can't be the fan base that you are trying to attract, the fan base you're <laughs> right, trying exactly. to get in terms of uh, the creative, what you think is good or not. You have to broaden that outside the Atlanta Swift shop. Yeah, or, but, or uh, the Disney moms that are upset that Deadpool is on is on Disney Plus. Like, no, right. sometimes you, you got to do things. You got to be a little more gritty with, with your content. <laughs> exactly. But um, speaking of uh, Deadpool, so X-Men actor Hugh Jackman indicates we could be seeing multiple versions of Wolverine when he reprises his role for Marvel Studios' Deadpool 3, which is currently untitled. So we actually don't know the title, but for now, we're calling it Deadpool 3. Speaking to the French news outlet Le Parisien, uh, Jackman said, quote, Yes, it will be a dual role. Ryan and I have been friends for 20 years, and we have a lot of fun together. We are filming this summer. So, Kendall, interesting note there regarding um, Jackman talking about dual roles. He also then later explains that essentially it's um, he describes dual role as, as an actor playing two versions or more of the same character. So he seemed to even go further in length that this is the plan for Deadpool 3. Uh, are you excited about the idea of Jackman playing multiple versions of Wolverine in this film? Um. Shoot, I mean, again, this is the continuation of us knowing more about Deadpool 3 uh, than any other Marvel movie coming out that we haven't, like, seen a trailer from. And we haven't... Marvel hasn't told us anything. It's coming from Reynolds and Jackman and uh, and Sean Le- Levi uh, or Levy. Um, like, it's been, uh, it's been... It's been an odd process, but... I don't know. This is like a weird. This is a weird quote. I don't want to say that I didn't want to know it because, like you said, you know, or like I said, there, there's not much coming out of Marvel right now, so anything is, you know, good. Any news is good news, so to speak. But um, 
I don't know how to feel about this because I don't really know what the uh, I don't know if this is gonna what form this is gonna take. You know, like I, I'm assuming we're getting the Wolverine that we normally see. You know, um, but I don't even know what that means. There's like eight different X Men, you know, universes. Uh, I mean, just off the off the rip. I mean, look, we got the Logan, you know, Wolverine, you know, that we've that we last saw. Uh, you know, we got the Wolverine from, you know, the, the original trilogy of X-Men movies. Um, you could have another version of Wolverine that we haven't seen yet show up. You could have a version of Wolverine that's wearing the costume, uh, and, but isn't connected to the guy that we saw. Uh, I like, I I don't know what that, what that's going to wind up looking like. We do know that there's going to be some sort of, you know, multiverse aspect to this movie that. It's going to tie in all of this. Um, but I don't know the value of Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine if it's just like, if it's just like some jokey, you know, slapstick version that we, you know, that we haven't seen yet. I'd rather him just be, even if he's not like the exact same guy from the universe that we've seen, because that universe is kind of all messed up now. But like, I mean, he should be almost the same guy. You know, there should be he should act like the same guy, you know that that's my that's my opinion on it. Mm. I mean, I, I yeah, and that's 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 I think an interesting point. I I think that there is some value in seeing multiple versions of Wolverine because we only seen one um, over the course of the you know some odd. Oh, I guess two. I guess the Logan version you could argue maybe is different than the other ones. Though the the, the implication the indication is that like it's it's the guy just older in his life, but we, we've only seen one or maybe the most two versions of Wolverine. They've been that Fox version and it's, you know, the goat Wolverine, you know, to most people, especially obviously in terms to, you know, television or, or movie medium. But I, I do think that with Marvel, they have this multiverse and it allows them the opportunity to do cool things that we have not seen. And I think that that's something that Marvel likes to obviously implore. So, whether if you have a guy who's much more like, the, you know, the comic book cartoon version with a full costume or whether it be, you know, they could do a lot of different things with this Wolverine character. I tend to think that we will see the multiple Jackman characters, but the, the guy that we saw in the X-Men movie will be the guy we see most of the time. I don't think it's going to be, oh, like, I don't think it's going to be like what the Flash is going to be, that movie, where clearly there are like at least two Ezra Millers that play a large part in the film. I think it will be like one major Wolverine, and maybe we dance around multiple, uh, multiple versions in um in the multiverse, and then we, we kind of get our fill of what <laughs> the possibilities of Wolverine could be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in live action through the multiverse. But I, I'm kind of hesitant to think that we'll see like Hugh Jackman really actually playing like two or three Wolverines for like an entire film. Sham, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Um. I mean, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I, Hugh Jackman, he's played Wolverine so well um, for these past, I guess, couple of decades now um, that, that, I mean, I, I have faith. He, I have faith that whatever version or versions of Wolverine we're going to get, it's going to be good. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be happy with it. Hugh Jackman has been Wolverine. He has basically embodied Wolverine on screen um, for the for the past few decades. 
he's done a good job. I've never, I have not gone into a movie involving Wolverine and left thinking that Hugh Jackman did a bad job or that I didn't buy him as Wolverine or there was some kind of problem with his performance. He always delivers a good performance. I agree with you, EJ. I think the version of Wolverine we're going to get on screen, at least a version of Wolverine that we're going to get on screen will be that version. Um, you know, if we are getting multiple versions of the Wolverine, um, which, I mean, he seems to be implying, um, I mean, in whatever way, whether it's, whether it's a different, um, you know, I don't know if it'll be like a different, um, yeah, I, I honestly kind of really don't know what, what he means, I guess. It's like a multiversal Wolverine, but I don't really know how different the other Wolverines will be. So I, I don't know, but I'm not concerned about it. Honestly, I, I'm really not. I, I'm excited to just see him as Wolverine, um, and even more so if this is like his, his swan song, so to speak, and he's on his way out as Wolverine. Then, then I'm excited to see it. Kendall, what do you what do you uh, what are your thoughts on on that? Yeah, I mean, the thing about it is, is I look, I, obviously, you know, we're we're all X-Men fans. We're all X-Men fans. We, uh, or X-Men fans, we're, we're, um, we're familiar. There's, there's multiple versions of Wolverine, you know, just multiple iterations that we've seen. They're not all the exact same. Um, but I'd hesitate to say that, like, you could do... Like, like, like you mentioned the Flash, or you could do a, you know, you're not gonna do a Council of Kang, you know, Wolverine, where it's like, you know, yeah, you know, or like Spider Verse, you can't do like, <laughs> you can't do a Wolverine verse where there's like eight, nine different Wolverines running around, and there's, uh, you know, yeah, we got Wolverine from you know the '90s show, and we got Wolverine, you know. You know the 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 biker Wolverine, and then we got this Wolverine, and we got Wolverine that can fly. Like you know that. Yeah, I, I don't I'm think not. That would make sense. Yeah, I don't think we need a, a you know into the Wolverine verse type <laughs> type of movie here. One hundred percent, like Deadpool, you could one hundred percent do that. With. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, that would probably be great. Sounds like a great movie, to, actually. Hey, just go to New York Comic Con, and you're you're walking into the Deadpool verse <laughs> <for> the twenty sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Hey, you'll see a million. Very true. Very true comment. <laughs> you'll see a million. I've seen every Deadpool you can. Every yeah. all the Deadpools you haven't thought of. You think I, I, <laughs> we haven't seen? We've seen it. Yeah, uh, some some years that's all you see. Basically, that's all you see is Deadpool. Deadpool. Um, but no, uh, you know, so I, that would make plenty of sense for there to be multiple Deadpools running around, multiple different types of Ryan Reynolds character. Uh, animated versions that makes a million that makes so much sense wolverine i feel like that's probably what it is now that i'm thinking about it like i feel like there's probably gonna be multiple versions of deadpool and they, they may do a bit where he's playing uh, another version of wolverine or a, a second or third version but i feel like this may be hinting that we're gonna get m- multiple versions of deadpool as well um that's a good point i didn't even think about that but that's that that that, that could def- that could definitely be the case um and again it would make sense if you're doing a multiverse movie. Why, why would we only see just versions of Wolverine? It would probably make sense to see versions of Deadpool. And especially considering we know that they may want to use some of these Fox characters in the past. We know there are two versions of Deadpool in the Fox universe. We know there's 
the Wolverine Origins Deadpool that I think most people want to forget. Um, well, I guess he was technically killed, right, in Deadpool 2? Well, I think technically he was killed in the post credit scene of that movie. Or I don't even know it was post credit scene. I don't remember. I haven't seen that movie in so long. But um, yes. But there is technically two versions, like even if it's a, the version prior to when he goes through the experiment. Either way, um, it, it would make sense that we probably do see multiple versions. I will say this, though. I kind of feel like, and I, I want to play, make a caveat with this because, you know, we don't know anything about the Fantastic Four other than it's been announced and it has a name. And we had we don't have an X-Men title yet. But I think of all the movies that we've heard about, maybe excluding the Avenger movies, like this is probably the movie I'm most excited about. And it's crazy because, as Kendall mentioned, like it's all promotion that seems independent of anything Marvel Studios is doing. Like Marvel Studios has done no promotion. It's crazy. And, I, and again, I don't know if this is like all, you know, we, again, we use wrestling terms a lot in the show. Like, I don't know if it's all a work. Like Marvel is doing this knowing certain things are going to get picked up. And they're kind of okaying a lot of the ways in which the Deadpool promotion is happening. But it feels like the Deadpool promotion has been phenomenal. Without any actual promotional campaign behind it from the studio. It's just interviews. It's just random Twitter videos from uh, from Reynolds and you know, Jackman. You know, even I remember when Jack, remember when the word was Jackman got signed. And he's he just seemed to find every, you know, camera on the street who just saw him. And he's throwing up the three claws <laughs> walking by like it just seems like they have found they have found something special with c- continuing the buzz for this movie that i don't know if i've really seen in a long time from a marvel film that hasn't involved actually marvel pushing the envelope at least not in the forefront that alone has been just kind of remarkable to see to me um yeah yeah um yeah yeah it has been i mean i um yeah i yeah i don't know i mean i when it comes to like this just this concept that we're gonna get like like um like multiple different wolverines and i agree with you ken i don't think we're gonna get like it's gonna be like a, a whole hodgepodge of of um of different versions of wolverine i don't think i don't think anybody really wants to see that um but but there's a lot there's a lot there's so much that you can do with um with deadpool with the wolverine character um uh being being involved in 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 deadpool as well because i mean there's such a uh such a great tandem and um yeah i'm just i honestly like this is and i don't know about you guys um but i i feel like this is this is one of the movies that i'm really not I think is going to be like, I think it's like almost like in the bank, like going to be a slam dunk as long as they approach it. Right. And by that, I mean with a similar, in a similar vein as the first two movies, I don't think, I think Wolverine and Hugh Jackman being involved is the right move. And I feel like everything else is kind of cake. As long as Ryan Reynolds is heavily involved in the creative process as well. And he does his thing. I'm not worried about it, um, but that's just my take on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think this movie is going to be great. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe it's, maybe right. it's. Uh, and look, I, I said I thought Quantum Man was going to be great. Great, I was wrong about that. I liked it, but I don't think it was a great movie. Um, mm-hmm. 
So, like, I've been wrong about some of these films I thought would be great. Uh, I, I still contest that Doctor Strange in Multiverse of Madness was great, but I don't think everybody agrees with that take. So, I'm not going to say I've not been perfect at all with these takes on what movies will be great or won't be great. I, I do feel like I would bet a lot of money that this movie is a movie that everybody... I knew I knew No Way, no Way Home could be great. I think we all knew that. But, like, I, I think that... This is one I'd bet a lot of money. I'd probably feel as, as confident as it was about No Way Home that this movie is going to be great. Um, because Reynolds is, is is so much behind it. And even just, the way, again, even the way they're marketing this movie feels exciting. And I think that we will start to see something official soon. The fact that they're filming in the summer tells me that we'll probably learn about, at the very least, the title of this movie and maybe some plot details by Comic-Con. It seems like it, will set itself, it sets itself up well. To uh, for us to get a lot of details on Deadpool three, so really looking forward to that. But let's uh, move on to staying kind of in the X Men verse a little <clears> bit here. <throat> One of the most anticipated uh, Marvel Disney Plus projects is still slated for this year, and apparently it could be here for the long haul. X Men ninety seven head writer Bo DeMaio took to Twitter to dispel rumors that the show would be pushed back like some other Disney Plus shows of late. He co-signed a tweet saying that the show would still debut in the fall of 2023, which is great news for all X-Men fans. Meanwhile, insider Casey Walsh tweeted that the show is set to run for at least four seasons. We've already seen Wolverine uh, voice actor Cal Dodd confirm that they have recently already started working on season two. So let's start with the second part of that, Shim. Do you believe we'll get four seasons of X-Men 97? Uh, Boy, four seasons. Seems like a big commitment. That is a big commitment. Um, I mean, look, I I have I don't have any. None of us have any any real experience in in creating like shows, as in like like cartoon shows or animated shows. Or like live action shows and in, in, in making creative content in that way, um, so I can't really say how easy or hard it is. Um, I can say seeing how how fast um, a lot of content, cartoon content particularly, is pumped out by some studios on Netflix and on other places where the seasons just come out and it's like you don't even realize you blink and then you. It's three, four seasons out, and then a fifth and sixth season coming out, and it's just like what? So I mean, they, I mean, they could. I, I, I think um, if they're if they're considering this as a potentially continuous show, um, I would say yes, particularly coming off of the hype of X Men in Marvel, Marvel Studios, particularly, right. Um, and just the goodwill that X-Men has earned, um, even despite some of the not-so-great movies that have come out um, more recently, namely Apocalypse. I know Dark Phoenix, of course, wasn't wasn't well-received. So um, X-Men still has a ton of a ton of just positive buzz around it. It's, X-Men is X-Men. Okay, so people are going to people are going to be tuning in. People are going to be watching. And it's a cartoon, so you're not expecting to get, you know, studio level you know engagement it doesn't have to be the top thing on disney plus for x amount of weeks or months or anything like that necessarily as long as people are watching you know that's kind of all you need 
to to see as far as far as I can tell. Um, I think it's I would say four seasons is a lot. I mean, I think at least a couple is very likely. I can't I can't say four. I mean, it's hard. It's hard for it is <laughs> because what if people stop watching for whatever reason? Right. I think two is two is very likely. That's the most that I would say. Yeah. I mean, two seems like it's happening because like, yeah, it seems like Cal Dodd yeah. was saying that you know they're working on season yeah. two. So I, I can't imagine they'd have them do that work and then not actually put it out. Um, Kendall, I'll say this: I don't know how believable it is, but I think that it is refreshing that they could potentially be working on a story that has a four season run. Like how many shows? I mean, I've been doing the, the binge recently of. Uh, Spider, uh, spectacular Spider-Man. I've been watching some other DC shows. I was watching Justice League Unlimited today. Like, how many shows do we watch? Some amazing cartoons that are building to amazing stories that we saw get cut short in one season or two seasons. Like, think about the last great X-Men show we had, Wolverine and the X-Men, was building into some straight-up fire, and yeah. it was cut after one season. You know, Terrible. so so like the idea that they could be getting a four-season run is exciting because. We just don't see that so often with these shows, and they seem to always be getting the short end of the stick. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think uh, honestly, um, I, I I can't think about four seasons of this show right now. I mean, it's it's animation in twenty twenty three. Uh, if we've seen the the uh, you know. The, the just the bludgeoning that uh our guy uh David Zaslav has done to animation at HBO Max and right. Warner Brothers Discovery, whatever you want to call it. Uh we've seen uh we, we knew that our our guy uh Bob Chapik wasn't the biggest animation guy. Uh you know, you know, there there have been questions about, you know, what is what is Disney's commitment to animation. We know Iger uh, you know, is a little bit more of a background in supporting animation and, and feeling like it, it, it has value. But, um, but yeah, the idea that, that, you know, show an animated show is going to get four seasons off the rip before it even comes out. It's just not realistic. It may come, it, it may get to four seasons, but, uh, we need to make sure that season one is a success is a success and that, you know, season two is a success before we start thinking about season four. Um, what I think is fascinating is just from from their perspective, the fact that you feel like you have four seasons to tell from a show that had what, like five or something like that, five. I want to say four or five or six seasons, like um, you know, eighty something episodes, however many episodes it had. Like it's a lot of it's a lot of storytelling already. You know, you kind of feel like man, they they got a lot. You know, they told a lot of the X Men stories that are historical. Uh, you just feel like, hey, you know, there's some newer ones that they can definitely patch up. But, like, the way they did the show back in the day, and also, albeit, like, these might be 10, 13 episode seasons, you know, probably going to be 18 or 24, 25, 26 episode seasons. But still, um, she told me we're getting 52 new episodes of X-Men. They have 52 episodes of X-Men 97 planned. I'd be, I'd be, uh, be very impressed. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're telling me it's going to be uh, 13 a season. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, obviously we've talked about it. Given the Marvel Studios connection, 
they could definitely incorporate some Avengers versus X-Men in, in long-term planning. I do wonder how Marvel would feel about that just because, like, like I mean, they, they have these characters, but, you know. Yeah, it's, it's do very they want fascinating. Them to, yeah, do they want them to interpret their own characters in the X-Men in the 90s, you know, <laughs> Marvel universe animation universe they want to interpret these characters or they want them just play in the x-men sandbox yeah because like that that show like the the 90 the the 1992 show like it it, i mean it is very expensive i mean this one i was watching this show recently as well i mean it is extremely expensive regarding the amount of characters that are in it but it is almost entirely contained to x-men characters like they don't Veer off, off to talking about Doctor Doom and you know Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four and Spider Man. Like the Spider Man cartoon does that. Like Spider Man cartoon deals they, the X Men guest yeah. star in an episode. You know Spider Man deals with yeah Fantastic Four does that. Um, you know Spider Man he has episodes with Tony Stark and Captain America and Daredevil. Like like I, I, there's an X there's a there's a Captain America episode of the X Men animated series. That involves Wolverine, but I think that's it. That's kind of like where they were allowed to play. So, in some ways, like that, maybe one of the appeals of this show returning is that you would hope that Marvel would give them that role to play with these other characters. But as you said, Marvel, you would think would also probably be airtight what they actually want to show, and do they want to have Captain America and Iron Man showing up in, in this series? I, I don't, I don't know. I, I legitimately have no idea. That's, I think, a very good point to raise again i would hope that they would give the show a chance i think in terms of getting the the, the you know five four four seasons the first show had five seasons first seat two seasons were 13 episodes and then the last mm-hmm. uh then three and four were 19 and 21 which are kind of weird numbers there and the last one season five which was the final season was 10 so most of these marvel shows have kind of lived in the between six episodes and twelve episode range, I'm trying to remember what What If was the only other uh, Disney Plus animated show that Marvel has done. I believe, unless someone can correct me, they did what like I think nine episodes of What If in yeah nine episodes of What If in season one. So that could be probably a brand that what you could expect from a new X Men show. And if you're telling me nine seasons. So that's 36 episodes, I guess, doing that math quickly. Hopefully I did that right. No, I did that wrong, right? What, nine times four? What's nine times four? Uh, yep, 36. 36? Okay, good. I don't know why I thought I screwed it up. So you're talking about 36 episodes. That seems that seems more than fair. Like, I would hope we could even get more than that. But when you think of it from that regard, could you have told mm-hmm. me that Marvel decided, hey, we want to do a 36-episode run of that old show? I, and like, you didn't tell me how many seasons they were. I'd say, yeah, that makes sense. Like, if that's two seasons, that's split up between, you know, what, uh, 18 episodes? Like, I could see that. I, you know, the four-season thing could maybe be a little misleading. Could we think, oh, four seasons, the last show, they had, you know, seasons that were close to 20 episodes. So are we going to get, you know, four 20-episode seasons? Like, that would very much shock me. Not saying that it's impossible, but I would be shocked if you get that many episodes. But, um I think four season run could be possible here. I'm mean, really excited that uh, that it seems like this show is indeed on its way this fall because this is another show that I feel like we we know very little about. I guess what was it? Was it Comic Con? Was it Disney? Was it a uh, Disney uh, D uh, D23? I forgot when was the last time we heard about this, but um, 
the last time they did anything on this, we saw some images, you know, Magneto, the leader of the X-Men. We saw the new costume. Like, otherwise, though, we, we still don't know so much about about uh, about what's going to happen in this show. So I'm hoping we get some awesome details and some great details about what's going to happen. In some ways, I've said it before in the show as well. Like, that show is one of the most anticipated Marvel Studio projects we have. And I'm curious, like, what does it mean for it to be a Marvel Studios project? Like, we don't even have that context yet. Like, it's just, oh, we just really liked the X-Men cartoon, we wanted to revive it, or will there be multiverse ramifications that also uh, impact live-action content? Like, they have said nothing about that. We don't. We have no idea where that's going. So that's another aspect I think that's important to follow as well. Yeah, yeah, that is an important aspect to follow as well. Um, I mean, we don't, all the stuff with the multiverse, I mean, you just, you kind of don't know. I, I, me personally, I would personally prefer if this content kind of stayed away. And I know they're trying to connect everything, but I think it's just because I want them to be able to just go completely bonkers in terms of what, similar to how the original show did, um, with all the kind of space stuff and all the crazy stuff that was going on in Savage Land and all all the crazy stuff that I want them to be able to just I don't want there to be any MCU limits. Yeah. Um. You know, so I want them to just do everything. So, um, I'm hoping this kind of stands on its own. Um. Uh. But but that is something to consider as well. Um. And I do think you're right, EJ, about the episode run as well. I think with the other Disney animated projects that they have on Disney Plus, I think that's kind of within the vein of of the episode length, or the amount of episodes per season. So, um, so yeah, I, I I would foresee something like that as well. X Men '97, man. I <laughs> I look. We don't know what we're gonna get from live action. So, and and I will say one last thing, Kendall, before we move on, like. I part of me wonders if the reason why we haven't heard anything about mutants live action outside of Namor and Kamala Khan, of course, is that this show does have major ramifications for whatever's going to happen with the mutants in live action. Like, is there any chance that that's a, a situation that we're keeping an eye on, Kendall? It's possible. I mean, you know, it's just been so bizarre. I mean, the, the, uh, I mean, the, the Miss Marvel, the moment in Miss Marvel with Kamala Khan, where they acknowledge it's the X Men '97 theme that plays, uh, it could have just been a tongue in cheek, jokey moment. Like they, they did it also in Doctor Strange, and then they did it as well in Doctor Strange and uh, with Professor X. Like again, these could just be jokey moments, you know, just tongue in cheek. Like haha, you guys were, you know, you know, we all know the X Men theme. Like, but they could. They could mean something like they, you know, we could be getting Miss Marvel in X Men '97. That's a mutant and is not, you know, an inhuman. Like we could be, you know, maybe the guy we saw in in, in Whatchamacallit was Professor X, you know, from X Men '97. The guy we saw in Doctor Strange. Like I don't know. I'm assuming that those were nothing and that that was just a an Easter egg. But you know, it's not going to have any long term ramifications. But you know, we say to ourselves, what on the docket is going to be the next thing that could bring about mutants or you know kevin feige said we're you know 
when and how we're going to introduce mutants. He's been very specific about that. Um, I don't. I believe him. I don't. I don't think he's lying about that. I don't think he's lying. And I think it's probably in this saga, this this current saga that we're in, this multiverse saga. I, I don't think if it's anything past Secret Wars, then Marvel is. I can't help him, man. You know, like we if we <laughs> we leave Secret Wars and we don't know definitively about anything about mutants like we are now, then I can't help him. But I would be surprised <laughs> if we go past that movie and we know nothing. So you think um, Secret Wars is a threshold? That's a threshold. And I agree. Like, I man, agree. that's three years from now. Like, no, <laughs> that's, 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 that's that yeah, that feels like an eternity, man. <laughs> that's, an, that's an eternity, man. Like that that would be almost we'd be approaching and, like ten years ten years when they bought this thing where they were talking about buying, buying. And, and Kenna, when you say def- can, when you say we know nothing, can you can you be more a little more specific? Yeah, that's I mean that's a, that's a good question. Yep. Uh I would say we should it's hard to say because this could come in so many different forms and forms, you know, in different shapes. Mm-hmm. But I would, I, let's just say, for example, this will, this will, you know, uh, illustrate it. Like, let's say we come out of secret wars and like people talk about, uh, you know, the, the Wanda, no more mutants moment. Maybe there's a move. There's a, maybe there's a moment in that movie where she does something or somebody does something that the X gene is spread all across the world and now mutants are a thing and they acknowledge it and we get a, a jk simmons moment where they're you know he's talking about mutants are on the loose and blah 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 then at that point we know you know it's very clear but they've been waiting to do that you know mm. and they they didn't want to spoil that moment you mm. know for whatever reason and i think it would probably come out better than i just said it but like that's an example of a so, way which we would know for a fact so for me i'd say the bar for me is even lower I I I'd settle well. for yeah. I'd settle for a character. I'd settle for a a like a a um like a definitive Wolverine. A definitive. I'm gonna say though. Wolverine. I mean, we we already we've already had Professor X. So what? Like... Right. Like like a like a Professor X that we know that you it's in the bag. It's contract signed. This is the Professor X we're having in our X Men. In our, or we get a Reed Richards, or we get well, we of course we get Fantastic Four, but you know what I mean. Like we get, just we these things are getting confirmed. We get mutants that we so ba- know. So basically, you got basically for you, it's seeing a character that is going to be that character in the main continuity moving forward. So that's all you would need. Yes, to see. I, I, yeah, I got a yeah, quick basically. question for you, but like a but guys. like a, a tenant character, not like you know Toad. You know, <laughs> right? Because like, you talk about tenant characters. <laughs> Shout out to Toad, but. So who should be the first tenant X-Men character that we see? Let's say there is a moment mm-hmm. in Secret Wars where the X someone, the X-Men, the mutants, someone decides to come out of the shadows and say, Yeah, we've that's been a here good the whole question, time. man. And of course you're who gonna ask be that. that character. <laughs> it's that's a question is it's like we're at the end of this podcast and you ask such a great question that like, we could spend twenty yeah, minutes like, on. We could spend twenty minutes on as quick as you can think about it. The characters that came to mind when you first asked it were uh, Aurora Monroe, Obviously. Okay. Scott Summers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Obviously, and Professor I, X. And, odd, and the oddball one, uh, Professor X, of course. And the oddball one is it was Kitty Pride, Only because Ooh. when I think of, like, the not the plight of... Eh, I would say, like, the plight of the mutant when, like, what, like, being a mutant kind of, like, embodies... 
like Kitty to me always embodied that for an Amer- from an American standpoint, like this Fox, American Fox team. <laughs> yeah, Fox made that character Rogue, right? It, and I <laughs> Rogue is one of my top five, six favorite X Men, so I didn't have a problem to doing that. But like to me, like yes, like whatever you thought, like that Rogue character to me is what Kitty Pride really is the X Men universe. So it's like they wanted to introduce like a young mutant in Chicago who you know is you know has personality, has character, but you know is going through some things because of this mutation and like that was the first person you introduced i'd say um yeah that would be a great move it'd probably be like the if you did the odds numbers they would probably be the lowest odds of the people i just named but those would be the the few people i would and i didn't think the last person would probably be someone like apocalypse right i gave you like Uh, five people but those would be the five people i think of yeah i feel like i feel like i kind of agree with you in terms of like the scott summers i feel like that would be i feel like that would separate like if you if the if I feel like that would be a little ballsy almost because I feel like the Cyclopses that we've gotten in live action have been for the most part pretty underwhelming. It would send the message that this is not Fox. That's kind of like, why this I is think not that Fox X Men. Yeah, that's kind of why. He, not, that's why he was the second guy I mentioned. Like he he would be very high on that list. To get a good like to get to come out and say no, we got your we first we're bringing your X Men in. We have your Cyclops leader of the X Men, and he's awesome. He's better if, than your other Cyclops. If it's Professor X, if it's Magneto, and if it's Wolverine, we've seen it all. I'm not saying yeah. that we're not excited <laughs> to see those characters, because right. that's all we spend the show talking about. But, like, you know, we see it, and we're like, okay, you know, Wolverine, here we go. Wolverine's leader of the X-Men again. You know, or, okay, here we go. Magneto's the face of the of, of the X-Men. Or we see Mystique. Mm-hmm. We've even seen Mystique. But, like, <laughs> but we haven't seen that... Cyclops be that character. We haven't seen Storm be that character. We haven't seen, like EJ mentioned, Shadowcat be that. Oh, Jean Grey's the other one. We don't need to see Jean Grey. You that's know, why I didn't mention Jean. That's why I didn't mention Jean yeah, Grey. Yeah, no one wants <laughs> to see. Her. Yeah, you know, she, we need we we want to see Jean Grey in in the X Men at some point, but we don't need her to be the first. Can person I give one more like low key? I think really good pick to be this person. I know who you're gonna. I, say. You God, know you're gonna, gonna say Gambit. No, no. Oh, okay. No, no, I wasn't gonna say Gambit. No, I'm not gonna be that much of a homer. Okay, <laughs> and I guess uh, I was forgive me because I'm also kind of. Uh, I guess technically he is a he is a mutant, but technically he's a clone. I think Mister Sinister would also be a great first person to introduce. Really? Well, think about like how yeah, he's he, going, going way more obscure. Well, yeah, well, Mister Sinister's not. Uh, he, he's not an obscure. Well, first of all, he's Mister Sinister. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so we're talking so about X Men villains. He's so on the Mount Rushmore. So and he is, I agree with you. But when I say obscure, I think when I say obscure, I mean just in terms of like just as a movie goer, right? So here, but here's like, why he would make sense to me because right. he is the ultimate expert outside of Professor X on the 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 the, the mutant gene on the X gene. He's all about uh, studying the X gene and all about mutation, all about cloning people. Like if somehow he was the person that like discovered the X gene and then made that his obsession, and that was your way to say, okay, we're going towards the X-Men because here is the man that has discovered what is happening in the Marvel Universe with all these people that are having these powers. Like, that would be kind of badass. That sounds awesome. That would be, real, that'd be a really badass moment. And any, mm-hmm. Now, maybe would your average person who doesn't know what the hell's going on with the X-Men pick up that this is Mr. Sinister? No. But if Nathaniel, Dr. Nathaniel Essex shows up in a movie and he discovers the X-Gene, that is going to be the biggest old so blank moment 
in in, in Marvel in a long time. Like, I I don't even know what to compare it to, but that would be so, massive. Uh, uh, the answer that I think would create the biggest shockwave, like, look, Wolverine, just from a casting, like, who everybody wants to know who's playing Wolverine. But the one that the one that I think would, from a scene standpoint, that would be the most like OMG would be if there was a scene with Wanda where Magneto was revealed. That's the scene that they could be setting up. At some yeah, point. Magneto was another another one that I was thinking about as well. Be- only because he's got the the clear connection to somebody we've already seen in the MCU. That's true. You know? Yeah, and, and he, I think he and he has the powers as well. That's just and everybody knows who he is. Everybody knows who he is. His powers are very visually striking. Um, he's a very there's no way there's character. no way to explain it unless he's an obvious he obviously has to be a mutant, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it, not like it's no. This is this this is a mutant. And, not like Juggernaut, where you're like, oh, I don't know, he's just big. And he doesn't want to hide it. He's not gonna hide it. He's just gonna be like, no. yeah, I can I can control metal, and you can't do anything to stop me. You're not powerful enough to stop me. And it's, it's always crazy. it's just it's just very good. We've got like 20 names, and we ain't gonna see any of them for 10 years. Like, yeah, it's just you know I don't know. We've, we've, we've it, talked it's about wild. this. We talked. It's like, crazy. It's crazy. I, and I, it doesn't make any sense. I'm excited for Thank Secret you. Wars, but and I don't want to be the guy that's like I don't want to see Ian McClellan again. Like, but like we've been down that rabbit hole. I love Fastbender, man. But like, if you're gonna, if I want to see Fastbender, just make him the new Magneto. I don't need to do the <laughs> play the hits. But it's just a one time thing. Owner. And then you're gonna kill him off, <laughs> you know. Like I don't even see Professor X getting head snapped by by a Scarlet Witch. Yeah, like, blown a head, blown up. Or, yeah, you know, snap, like, snapped head. That's giving. How many kids were excited to see Professor X? Only to see it get him, only see him get his head snapped, you know, by the villain of the movie. I mean, I don't know. I'm going. I won't go on the rant, but yeah. But got, there's so many. This is this is the most even Angel. The, uh, you know, it's just a. a person that you could throw out and be like oh man yeah cool i I think that i think characters that have like obviously like kind of like iconic powers like that's why shadow Shadow cat came to mind as well like seeing that girl go through walls like it's just like people that have been benched by fox right exactly (laughs) right you know or or iceman with spider-man like there's a million different characters you could do that i wouldn't say iceman be the first person but he'd be somebody that you could certainly prioritize just the just yeah. the characters and the storylines that x-men has like why is feige not doing anything with these people well, why because he, he, he has a plan and he, his he hasn't plan... hidden away like what are you doing everybody messing around always... with she hulk and all this other if, people if, so, what are you doing? let's play let's play the game real quick that there's no financial contractual reason and he's okay. just like and he really wants to have a secret wars moment where we see all these people i think he's overrating and overvaluing the secret wars movie heavily overvaluing Bro, I just want an X Men movie. Stop I don't think that movie. many people, Stop. especially in this era of like leaks and whatever, like I don't think that it's gonna be cool. But I don't think it's gonna be worth wasting ten years of like good. <laughs> but I think here's the I think here's the problem for them though is I right. think I think that he feels like the only way to if we're going through your Include that. your yeah you're going to your your scenario where there is no contractual deal. I, I think he thinks that there's no way to include the mutants in his MCU that he's already established. It doesn't make any sense. How do you have all these years? I mean, remember the, the MCU dates back or well now, you know, we have the Eternals. It dates back to, you know, BC level, but even before then, you know, you're talking about at least world war two. Like we, we've seen now years and years of 
superhero people, superpower people, and we've never heard anything about mutants to like just yeah. drop these people out of nowhere and then make these people like the pariahs of the entire universe, even though we've been running around with superhuman people all this time, like it just does it does not make any sense. Like it would be very hard to make that make sense. So I think right. when we say, well, why is it taking so long? If if it's just because it's tied to Secret Wars, I think it's because he feels like the only way to make this work is to have a universal reset. And I don't know if he's wrong. It's frustrating as hell, but I don't know if he's wrong. I feel like he could include some of the characters and storylines and and I don't know, I'd do more just to indicate that this is something that's coming, especially if he's going to announce it ahead of time. And look, it, maybe it, that's true. Maybe you could still have a Shadowcat or a Scott Summers or an Aurora Monroe show up in these movies and still do your reset that then establishes the X-Men and establishes as right Like, maybe you could have done that. Like, I'm not saying that that could not have been done, but it is it is more sloppy. It is more, like... It's 100% know, more sloppy. Yeah, you know, it, it's... It's 100% it's, more sloppy. Sure. I mean, it's just, like... It's just crazy, because, I mean, he found... And I know it's a lot cleaner, a lot easier to do Spider-Man. But he just found a way to just, all right, we're just gonna shoehorn Spider-Man in Spider-Man as fast as we can. I know, but it's so it's so different. I know, but it's so it's so different, Kendall. When you're comparing one character that's his own ordeal, and then uh, an entire race of people who are the pariahs of the entire world. The only thing I'll say is you're right. Different. I you know, and I'm gonna be that guy from Marvel that's like you know, box office is what it is. Like, look, yeah, I mean, (laughs) like continuity continuity and like yeah, logic it, was, it is what I, it is yeah i, I just want to see the x-men just say they've been here i was kind of gonna i was kind of gonna say the same thing i have been here the whole time people are gonna be picky about stuff if you're giving me the x-men i you could make up whatever i don't if care you me, if you told me there were two i options, don't care you could either see care. the x-men next year but it's gonna be a little sloppy how we do it or <laughs> you gotta wait eight years but it's gonna be these a great x-men story. movies have been sloppy for the past however many years <laughs> but i think that's what but honestly that was gonna be my but honestly though that was gonna be my pushback is like that was one of the biggest complaints about those X-Men movies is that the continuity <laughs> made no sense and this biggest separation from marvel was that there was a continuity that you could follow i think to abandon that given that that is we the backbone movies, that man. is the backbone of marvel studios <laughs> would, would, would be crazy though i don't know i think that that would be crazy like the MCU, we the, the entire everything, everyone is trying to be like the MCU. Whether it be DC, whether it be Star Wars, like what the MCU established as having a, a expanded universe that is all within the same continuity is gold. It's platinum. It's, it's vibranium when it comes to filmmaking at this point. And I think for them to abandon that for the sake of just putting in the X Men, I, I I I would not have agreed with that. Like I want the X Men as bad as anybody, but I could not go that far. Sure, you remember those. Uh... You remember those the X Men Days of Future Past marketing where they were they were, they'd have Professor X and you know they had McAvoy and Stewart and they'd have you know Fassbender and McClellan. Like I, I I remember seeing those being like I don't know if it's gonna make any sense, but they can where's get my take my money. I didn't care. I didn't care what <laughs> they, this. I was like you just. I I didn't care. They could have had Scarlet Witch do some kind of. Whatever hijinks in her show, WandaVision, or in or in Doctor Strange, do some kind of crazy magic hell hijinks. I would have bought it. I'd have been like, I'm here for it. Spider Man Far had... From Home, I'm still kinda like, wait, what happened? 
you know, yeah, and with all those, all three <laughs> like if they show if they had that in that in that rift at the end of Far From Home when or or, or, or No Way Home when they had that yeah. rift at the top, if they showed like Professor X in a wheelchair or like if they showed yeah. something crazy up there, I would have been like, <laughs> what. And I would have been cool with it. I wouldn't have had I'd no be, issue. I would have been like, this makes no sense, but this is awesome, man. I would have been like, nah, I'm, whatever, whatever the next movie is, I'm going. I'm so going that's what I think it comes down to. I don't know. I think, that's, to. I think that's very easy to say when you live in the world where you don't have the X-Men. I think that if that happens, I think you are you guys say, oh, this is cool and all, but like, what's the mean for this? What's going on with that? I think you guys will have a million questions. Considering how we break down stuff, how we talk about the importance of the continuity, I think that it's easy to say now because we just don't have it. And you're just like, what the hell? I think if they yeah, went that route, I I think that we'd be complaining I about think, how creatively this doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I mean, I and I think they're I think they're I think they're creating I think they're building hype up that they can't fulfill. That's something that I've been, I've been thinking for a long time now, as you guys have heard over the past several weeks. You. But I feel like the the hype that's building, I don't think they're going to be able to attain it because we're not getting anything. Is, is Did we talk grip, about? I don't know if we talked about it last week, or if I, I may have just read it online. Something about Robert Downey might not be in Secret War. I don't believe it. It was almost I saw that, yeah, I saw too, yeah. Yeah, I don't believe it. I'm sure he'll be in it, but like, you know, even if like he's even if he's in it, like I just don't know if like we just we we kind of we I feel like we know everything that they got to, to show us. Like I don't I don't know what else can you show us that is gonna like blow our minds like. If I see all the X-Men and all the Fantastic Four and I see Ben Affleck show up, it's all going to be cool. It's all going to be great. But, again, I'm just going to go back to will it have been worth not seeing the X-Men for eight years or seven years? You know, I mean, I that's why I will always say, and I know we were just playing the sandbag, sandbox that they, they had no choice or they had a choice. I'm assuming they have no choice and that they're just taking the approach of we're not going to tell anybody because that doesn't help us in any way. Right, right. Which we've talked about that at nausea. Yeah. I tend yeah. to agree with that. Um, we, we, we've we run out of time, but just real quickly, the reports that Marvel is apparently looking for a, a Dakota Johnson type for Sue Storm. You guys like that approach? Do you feel like she'd be the right archetype? I'll start with Shan first real quick. Um, I'm not super familiar with her with her work. I mean, I I watched <laughs> the Shamari. Uh, like watched... Shaq. I'm I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with your game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not the one to ask. I mean, I I watched a good amount of that movie don't worry darling i know she was in that but but i mean i i don't know i mean i mean just based on looks and the little i've I've seen of her i mean i would be fine with that but but i mean that's not you know i don't really i'm not i'm not even totally sure what they mean by that so but i mean just in terms of looks sure you know so that's, that's kind of my reaction to that. What's funny also to be to remember or to note is that uh, the the report from Jess Snyder is apparently that it's unlikely that Dakota Johnson would actually be the person, um, which I find very weird. Uh, it's going to be very awkward for that person that gets casted to be like, so I was the Dakota Johnson type. It's kind of like the Tatiana Malzani feeling the Allison Brie type, you know. <laughs> um, so so yeah, it's funny. Like Kendall, like I feel with Dakota Johnson. She's someone that I feel like I've seen a lot. Like I've seen a lot of her interviews. She had, of course, that infamous Ellen interview where she kind of was the first person to acknowledge that Ellen was kind of a bad person. Then we all realized, oh, Ellen kind of sucks. But like, and I've only seen very little bits and pieces of her work in uh, in Fifty Shades. But 
and I don't I, I anticipate that this will not be the person they cast because Dakota Johnson's gonna be Madam Webb. So it wouldn't make sense I think for her to be Sue Storm. But I, what I will say is I think the fact that uh Dakota Johnson had experience being in a franchise with a large fan base, a sometimes rabid fan base, um, that was highly critical would suggest that she'd be the right kind of temperament to be Sue Storm. Um her acting in those movies, from what I've heard, was fine in that role as uh, Anastasia. So uh, that is interesting enough. It kind of made me wonder who they could be thinking about if they're if it's not going to be uh, Dakota Johnson. Who do they anticipate being a Dakota Johnson type? Um, <laughs> there's plenty of jokes that you could be like uh, a you know 28 to 36 year old Caucasian female. <laughs> no. Right. Um, <laughs> though, also to note in that article that apparently the saying they wanted Dakota Johnson type doesn't mean they want a white woman. Which I go. found interesting as well. I don't know uh, what talking about them. I don't, yeah. I don't All the stuff can be all over the place, man. I mean, I know she uses a Fifty Shades of Grey girl. I don't know if that's what they're talking about. Which I, I mean, look, that would mean we're. So I don't know. We're 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 we're, we're, we're to a degree we're casuals when it comes to the. Uh, you know, the the deep hardcore filmmaking or or, or film game. Um, you know, it's like watching somebody. It's like somebody watching a. You know, it's like a scout. You know, it's like yeah. You know, I want a. Uh, uh, I want a, a. I don't even know. Like I'm trying to think of like a, an obscure. I want a Jamal Agnew type receiver. You know, like a casual <laughs> football fan is gonna be. Like, what does that even mean, Jamal Agnew? Like. I like, I don't know Dakota Johnson. Like I, I would have to watch all of her movies, or even a couple of her movies, and then like know enough about like acting to know like what the nuances of her acting chops. And also, it, it also or, like, kind of finding somebody. Can also kind of. Oh, well, sorry. No, sorry. I, I just want to say, and also, I feel like saying something like that. You should you only should only say stuff like that about people who are like. I don't know. Um, either A-list or just like that stand out in a very clear, particular way. Like if you were like, oh, right. I want like an Aubrey Plaza type. Like that's a clear like right, type right. 100%. of like. Oh, I see what you're saying. I was going to say, like, I, was, I don't know if she, I was like, I don't know if Aubrey Plaza is a bigger star than Dakota Johnson. But I think when you consider that, like Aubrey Plaza like the, is a that, certain type of actress, a certain type, certain of, type of actress, a certain type right. of charisma. Right. That right. you say, okay, Ron, I, know even, exactly uh, you're, I know exactly what you're talking about. Even our about. guys, I, uh, I forget the guy's name, but, you know, Ron Swanson. Like, we know what that means. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, know, like, uh, like that. You know, yeah, there's, there's plenty of actors that have archetypes that have. Yeah, I mean, you can go down the line with the Parks and Rec people, or Amy Poehler type. You know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, even Chris um, Pratt, Jones type. Know? You know exactly what you're talking about. So I you know you Mindy Kaling. Like, there's, you know, there's actors in that space that that definitely have their their typecast versus there's actors that are a little bit more nondescript. You know, where you're like, I, I, I think the one you know, thing. Some, yeah, go ahead, go. No, I was just gonna say, you know, some somebody says they want to see a. Uh, like a, I don't know, a Christian Bale type. You know, that's a that's a big name, but I, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of actors that can kind of do whatever he does. You know, I would say that like when we say what does it mean to say you want this type, I, I think her age I think is noteworthy. She's 33 years old, so that's something I think we could take into account. Okay, we're not talking about somebody in their 40s because there was word. And I don't know if you guys saw there was word that they wanted 
and I guess it doesn't mean that this can't be the case, but the word that I saw is that they wanted to include Franklin and Valeria Richards in this movie. That was a rumor. Yeah, which I think is a, a bad idea. Yeah. I'm not crazy about the idea either, but I wouldn't think oh. Dakota Johnson and think mother. Not her age. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Not impossible, it, but... Yeah. yeah, not impossible, but two kids... Uh, are you, Okay, she, she's 35 by the time the movie comes out. I mean, you definitely have two kids by 35, but how young are these kids? Like, what's the point of having Rick Franklin, Richards, and Valeria if they're two and three years old? Like, I don't know what the point of that is. Like, like I, <laughs> I don't know. I think it would make more sense if you want to introduce them to introduce them when they're older. So when I heard that, right. I thought, oh, well, like we, might Superman and Lois. A, yeah, we might be getting like a, a, a Reed and Sue that are in their 40s. But I mean, Dakota Johnson is someone who's in the prime of her, you know, young acting career. So I, I didn't really get, so that, that kind of seemed to, to to juxtapose what we heard about you know wanting tells me. to get Franklin and and, uh, and Valeria in the movie. What it tells me is that because we talk about the 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 whether this, the actress is a list or b list or whatever. When I hear Dakota Johnson type, similar to the Alice and Brie type, you know, similar level actress, I, it's, it says to me that they're not going to go after an a list person necessarily to play this character. Could be wrong about that, but I don't expect. Uh, I don't expect them to go after somebody that is a household name. And we say Dakota Johnson on A-list, but I mean, I feel like she's a star. Like, I feel like you guys are on the side her a little bit. Like, 50 Shades was a huge deal. Like, it's just one like, segment of the, of the, of the population though, that watches that. You know what I mean? It's a large population though. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, it's almost like the, like the Magic Mike franchise. Like, I, I like, and, you know, Channing Tatum was ahead of that. So if I'm saying, okay, Channing Tatum's a big deal. Is he A-list? Maybe not A-list, but he's a big deal. Like, I feel like Dakota Johnson's yeah, comparable. I think I think Channing Tatum. I think 21st, 21 Jump Street. She's at a least. 21 Jump Street. Yeah, she's, not, she's not she's the, not the star she's of it. Not she's, the face of the movie. No, no, but she's I've, in that movie. I've never, seen, I've never seen 21 Jump Street. But I know, but I'm just saying, like, these are the movies she's been based in. off the trailers. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain movies. And 50 Shades Grey, I don't know. Again, it was a big movie, but it's, I don't know, I think that's that's more of a niche audience, and it, I don't know, maybe, I, maybe it, it, I'm a male, you know, it's just, it's a different, it's a different demographic that they're going for, um, I'm sure a lot of, a lot of female. I, viewers, Fifty Shades of Grey was a, especially that first one, was a massive deal. It made $85 million in the first weekend. That's nuts. For a whatever you want to call the movie, I guess a rom- I don't. I, I, I guess the the definition I see is erotic romance. I think it's probably the right way to put it. Eighty five million on opening weekend. One hundred percent. That's that's it's not a that's franchise. a big number. It's had what three movies? Three movies, yeah. Had three movies. I mean, it's a big deal. But you know. I I don't know. I just feel like if you told me, could I name could I name ten actresses? That are bigger deals. I'm not saying that she's Johnson. not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I you agree know. that she's not an A-list actress. I'm just saying that I. I think that she's a star. I think that. that right. I don't I'm just it. saying she's not a household name. You know, right? So like when I'm saying. Right. You know, like she's like. What I, what I mean is that. If you're not looking for, if you're not trying to get her. You should be able to get her. She's going to be in Madam Web, so I guess they can't. You know, but if you're trying, if you're not trying to get her, to be Sue Storm. Then, you know, I don't. Then I'm assuming you're not looking to try to get anybody, you know. That's like of that 
ilk, you know? Or at least above her. You know, you're not trying to get Margot Robbie to play Sue Storm. I would imagine because you just say, I'm looking for Margot Robbie. You know, you're not, you wouldn't consider that a, a Dakota Johnson type, you know? No, I feel you. I feel you. It is, it's interesting. I, I, uh, I, I see this now. I think about the age. I think about her experience. And I think it does paint some pictures of maybe what Marvel's looking looking for. Somebody's maybe been part of a franchise. Somebody that's within the ages of early 30s, maybe late 20s. That is something that I take note from this. So some of these details, it is kind of tough. You say, okay, but you're saying it doesn't have to be a, a white woman. Um, you're saying it's not going to be Dakota Johnson. So what does that actually mean? Those are the things I try to take away from it. Age, experience, and and. And that could be curious to see what they do with that role. Um, but we know that that is apparently the, like the one of the biggest things Marvel has on their agenda right now is casting the Fantastic Four. So interesting details regarding the search for Sue Storm. That's going to do it for this edition of New Generation Hero Talk. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. Of course, you can catch all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media. Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast. We're also on Facebook, where you can follow us, New Generation Media. Follow us individually on social media as well. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, Instagram, and Twitter, and uh, TikTok, Action EJ. Shamari is on uh, Instagram and Snapchat, MCChan22. And you can find Kendall on Twitter, New Gen Ken. That'll do it for now. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.